as we get started, Gretchen is going to come up. She's part of our upfront team this evening, and she is going to pray for us as we get started. So pray first. We'll read this later. Here's Gretchen praying. All right. Dear Lord, thank you that we could come together tonight for Crash and help us to learn about our spiritual gifts that you've given us. And please bless us. Amen. And here's Jeremy. Hello? There, perfect. Thank you. Look, we're serving, and sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as we thought, so that's okay. Um, so we have been in a series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are going to continue in that today. In order to talk about what we're going to talk about today, we need to review a little bit from last week. Before we do that, I have a question. Does anyone in here consider themselves like an academic, like, person, like they're an intellectual, like they have maybe like a 3.9 or a 4.0? Okay. Would someone like to come up? I have a couple questions for you. Would you like to come up? <laughs> you have to be an academic. <laughs> Chris, come on. Yeah, Chris. All right, Chris. My first question is, what is your favorite subject? Science. <laughs> Which science? Chemistry. Um, how did you How did you figure out that chemistry was your favorite subject? Because I like it. Because <laughs> um, I find it the most enjoyable of all the other subjects that I have. What you What about it do you like better? I like. Doing the stuff with the chemicals. Are you are you good at chemistry? Yes. Is that why you like it? No. So why do you like it? <laughs> so why do you like it? Because it's really fun. Okay, so there's just something about it that you like really enjoy. Okay. It's not maybe explainable. You just you like it. Okay, great. Do you plan on using chemistry ever again after chemistry class is done? Yes. How so? Chemical engineer. Wow. You want to go into chemical engineering. Okay. <laughs> Any job. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chris. Give it up for Chris. Our household future chemical engineer. Um, so what I would like to talk about that will make some sense. I didn't just want to ask Chris a couple questions. But what I would like to talk about this evening is spiritual gifts. It's what we talked about last week. We talked about all the different spiritual gifts that we've been given in Scripture. But one of the things that's important for you to understand is, do you have a spiritual gift? Do you have a spiritual gift? Yeah, any. Yes. All believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit are given gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So you do have a spiritual gift. 
There are four primary passages. This is the review. We're going over it. Four primary passages in Scripture that talk about spiritual gifts. They are 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. Easy to remember. Two twelves, two fours. Right? Okay. So those are the primary passages that we see in Scripture that have the spiritual gifts. The issue is last week... We talked about spiritual gifts. We talked about the miraculous gifts. And then as soon as church was over, I had like four people come up to me and be like, how do I know what I have? Like, how do I know what spiritual gift I have? Um, Which is a super valid question, which is why we're talking about that tonight. And that was actually part of the plan. So the people that asked, they were thinking ahead, um, which I appreciate. But, uh, yeah, there were a bunch of people that asked, so how do I know what gift I have? The very, very, very simple answer is, well, you just go online and you type spiritual gifts test into Google and you take a 10-question quiz and it will tell you exactly what spiritual gifts you have. That is not what I'm suggesting you to do, okay? Um, Now, here's the deal. I don't want to, like, completely say that those are, like, totally unbiblical and off base, um, I think that there's like some legitimate like thought process behind the questions that they ask in there. Um, However, I don't necessarily think that that is a necessary step for us to take to discover what our spiritual gifts are. So the difficulty comes from there not being a Bible verse that explicitly says, in order to discern how you are gifted, do this. Like, there, we don't have that. And so we have to try to figure out through Scripture and also just through our lives how the Holy Spirit has gifted each one of us. Now, um, there are two significant reasons why we are given spiritual gifts. Does anyone remember what they are? They are very, like, closely related. Does anyone remember? Joy says to serve one another. That is true. First Peter 4. To build up the body is the other explanation that we have in Scripture, which is in Ephesians 4. So, to serve one another and to build up the body. Now, again, I'm not saying spiritual gifts tests, some of them are probably pretty whack. Some of them are probably fine. Um, If you're like, I really want to do that, I will help you try to find one that maybe is, like, more beneficial than others. But I would love to talk about alternate ways to discover our spiritual gifts. Um... The first thing that I have that I think is a way that I discovered my spiritual gifts is just looking at and reflecting on, like, who you are. You know yourself more than anyone else knows you. You know the things that get you excited. You know the things that, like, click in your brain. You know the things that you like to do. You know the things that, like, make you feel accomplished Um, more than anyone else knows And so I think that it's really, really important for you to process through for yourself ways that you might be gifted, okay? I want to look, I want to pull up the list of the spiritual gifts that we have in Scripture. I broke it into two different sections. That's typically how the, like, Western church breaks it up today is there's, like, the spiritual gifts and then there's the miraculous spiritual gifts, okay? So... Last week, we talked about the difference between the two of those. I'm not going to get into all of that again because we talked about it last week. But here are the um, gifts of the Holy Spirit as we have in Scripture. I'm not going to explain all of them as I did last week, but we have service, 
teaching, exhortation, which is also similar to teaching, giving, leadership, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, faith, distinguishing of the spirits, which is, some people call it discernment, um, helps, which is similar to service, administration, evangelism, and shepherd or pastor. And then the other gifts that we have in Scripture that are categorized as the miraculous gifts today are prophecy, healing, miracles, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So how do you know what gifts you have? One, you know yourself better than anyone else knows you, right? You know what your favorite subject is in school, right? Like you know which subjects you're like, I hate going into this class because I hate this subject. For me, I don't really enjoy history at all. I know. Look, history is important, okay? And there are people that love history, and I love people that love history. I don't, and I'm not suggesting that you don't, but that was just not a subject that I enjoyed. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school and memorize a bunch of facts so that I can put them on a test, and then I probably realistically will forget them. Um, That was my approach to history. Not a good approach. Don't do that. But you know what school subjects you enjoy. And it's not like there's like some like magical test that you took that led you to this decision that, oh, your favorite class is chemistry, or oh, you're really good at science, or oh, you actually understand math and that makes sense to you and so you enjoy math, or oh, English is really interesting because you like writing and you like reading. Like there are things that just make sense for each one of us. And the same thing's true with spiritual gifts. And you know yourself more than anyone else knows you. So taking a test online probably was written by someone who does not know that you exist but we are trusting their algorithms to give you your spiritual gifts, which is not necessarily, I don't think, the best way to do it. You know yourself better than anyone else knows you. There was the list of the gifts up here, and my guess is that as we went through them, there probably was like one or two that you were like, oh, service? Yeah, that might be one. Or, oh, teaching or exhortation? That might be one. Or, oh, mercy? That might be one. So my guess is that as we went through the list, even just in and of itself, there were like a couple things that you were like, oh, that's kind of like, yeah, that, that like is my personality. That might be something that, that I have. The other thing with spiritual gifts is they're all good things, right? So like the spiritual gift of serving or the spiritual gift of giving, like <laughs> you as a follower of Jesus don't like only give if you have the spiritual gift of giving, right? (laughs) We're all called to be giving. We're all called to be serving. Some people are incredible at serving. Some people are incredible at evangelism. That doesn't mean that you as a Christian, like, don't have to evangelize. We'll just leave it to the other people that are gifted that way. That's not how it works. So the point that all of the gifts are good things, things that we as followers of Jesus should be doing anyways, like, the more that you do them, the more you figure out where you're gifted. The same thing is true, like, with chemistry class, Like, on day one, you might not have known that that was, like, going to be your jam. But as the semester went on and as you did it more and more, you realized that, oh, this is, like, something that stands out to me. And this is, like, a way that God has, like, wired my brain to enjoy this. The same thing is true with the gift of the Spirit. Like, the more that you do the things that God asks you to do, the more you're going to be like, oh, this makes sense. 
And so I think that it's important for us to understand, yes, absolutely, like there are a bunch of gifts. And yes, you know what? It's kind of hard to discern the way that the Spirit has gifted you. But as your life goes on and as you do more things and as you like are more obedient to what God is calling you to do, it's going to start to make sense. Like it's going to start to click and you're going to start to see. And again, my guess is even just looking through the list, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that resonates with me. Or yeah, I get that. That might be where I'm at. So first thing is just like you know yourself better than anyone else knows you. So pray about it. Do the things that God calls you to do and see which of those gifts kind of like rise up to the surface. Um, the second thing uh, that is really important is um, Gretchen is going to come up and she's going to read a few verses for us. And so you can come up, Gretch. But um, the other thing that's really important is oftentimes we figure out our spiritual gifts by the affirmation of other people. So you might not know what your spiritual gifts are, but if there are other people that are witnessing you living your life as a believer of Jesus and doing certain things, they might recognize those things in your life. So Gretch is going to read Acts chapter 6. If you have a Bible, you can flip to Acts chapter 6. If you do not have a Bible, it will be on the screen, but hopefully you do. So Gretchen, would you care to read for us? Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of disciples and said, It is not right that, she, that we should give up teach, preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven good men of repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint up to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the world. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man of full faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the t priests became obedient to the faith. Yeah, give it up for Gretch. Thank you, Gretchen. Um, and sorry I asked you to re read a passage with a bunch of hard names in it. Um, <laughs> you did great. Uh, so um, what is that passage all about? Um, so basically what we see in the Church of Acts is that the Hellenists or the Greek people who are not the Hebrew people, not the Jewish people, the Greek people, um, looked at the Hebrews who were God's chosen people and said, you're not doing what God asked you to do. Like, we know what your, your book says. And it says that you're supposed to care for orphans and widows, and you're not doing that. Which, that's like a, <laughs> that's a pretty convicting thing, right? If, if you're a Christian and there's a non-Christian that comes up to you and says, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm not a Christian, but I know what Christians are supposed to be doing, and you're not doing it. Like, that's a pretty convicting thing. And so these people come up to them and say, look, you're, you're not loving the widows like God has called you to love the widows. And so what ends up happening is the people who are currently leading the church 
kind of feel like they are at a capacity where they're using their gifts to teach and to preach and to exhort. And so because that's the way that the Holy Spirit has gifted them, they say, well, it doesn't really make sense for us who are using our gifts to stop using our gifts to care for the widows when there are probably people in our congregation that have the gift of service and of mercy and can come alongside and lead our widows. And so they're saying, I don't want to stop using the way that God has gifted me to build up the church to do something else when there are other people, other parts of the body that were created to do the very things, that were gifted to do the very things that are being neglected right now. And so they end up anointing these people, these men, to start caring for the widows in the church so that they can use their gifts. And so... What you see, though, is that they go through this process of selecting these men to anoint to use their gifts, which means that the leaders of the church saw these men, understood where they were gifted, understood that this would be an area that they would thrive and excel in, and then they anointed them to do the work that Jesus has called them to do. So then the church as a whole began to be healthier because more people were using the gifts that God had given them. Okay, so it's important to understand that affirmation is a way from other people around you, a way that God absolutely shows us what our gifts are, okay, is by other people saying, hey, look, I saw you serving and you did an incredible job and that might be a way that you're gifted. Or, hey, look, you know what, when we sat down for Bible study, you started like teaching a little bit of something that God was teaching you, you were explaining it, and it was like really powerful and it made a lot of sense. So maybe your gift is the gift of teaching. Or maybe your gift is the gift of giving and you're just super generous and that's a way that God has gifted you. Um, so other people's affirmation is really, really important. Um, is there anyone in here who it would say that like they are the athletic version of an intellectual, okay? So that's like your jam. You are like an athlete. That's what you do. That's your thing. You're on a team. Nobody is athletic in here. Okay, there we go. All right. Would someone like to answer a couple questions for me? Caitlin, come on up. All right, Caitlin, what sport do you play? Um, volleyball. Um, volleyball. <laughs> what position do you play? Outside and right side. Out, what? Outside and right side. Outside and right side? Okay. I don't know volleyball positions. <laughs> um, okay, so you play outside and right side. Why, like, why those positions specifically? Do you play those positions? Um, because I, the, because the coaches told me that I'd probably be good there. So, so the the coaches just told you that that's where you would be good, and that's why you play there. Yeah. Okay, um, but do you have like? the skills to like play those positions well like what do you need to do to be an outside or right side player what do you need to like do well in those positions you need to jump and to hit well okay so you need to be able to jump high to block and then you need to be able to hit well like spike it is, is that not what you say <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, uh yeah sorry that's like my limited knowledge okay so you need to be able to hit and you need to be able to block. And so that's why you play that position. Because you're good at that. You can jump high. And that helps. And you can hit it hard. Okay. 
Okay, and then the coach just told you randomly that you should play there. I played middle for a while, and then I w when I was going to like colleges, they were like, "You are not a middle because you're too short." So I went to Hudson. And you just trusted them. Yeah. Why? Division one colleges, they knew what they're talking about. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good job, thank you, Caitlin. All right. So, Caitlin plays volleyball, was playing in a different position. People who knew what they were talking about saw her using her athletic ability on the volleyball court and said, you're in the wrong position. You need to be playing over here because this is where you're gifted. Right? So there were other people that when they look at her, they can just naturally see the gifts that she has and how she should be using them and what makes the most amount of sense. And that's not just true for volleyball. That's true for every single sport. Right? It's like, okay, if you have a position, you have probably been told at one point or another by a coach whether you wanted to play that position or not that that's where you're going to play because that's where you're, you're gifted. So the point that I'm trying to make is what we see in Acts 6 is that there are these individuals who are gifted in certain ways by the Holy Spirit, and then they are put into those roles to serve. And they've been built up and they've been affirmed by other people that are around them. So the two things that we know is that you know yourself better than anyone else knows you, and that there are people around you who are able to see you and see the ways that God has gifted you. That's some of the way that I first found out ways that God had gifted me was by the people around me or the people who were mentoring me or discipling me, looking at me and saying, look, this is, this is something that I see in your life, and I would encourage you to continue to pursue that. And so I would encourage you to ask those questions. Like, ask the questions to the people around you. If you don't know where you're gifted, then... You have people that watch you every single day. So whether that's your friends or your best friend, be like, what? so you saw that list. What do you think, like, for me, what do you think is, like, something that I'm gifted in? Oh, well, I wasn't actually asking, but thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you know me a little bit, so you can say, okay, yeah, this is a way that you are gifted. And for you, there are people that know you. And they can look at you, and if you were to say, hey, which ways do you think I'm gifted, they're probably going to be able to look at you and say, look, this is what I've seen since I've known you for the past three years. There are probably leaders in your life who are looking at you to understand, to try to wrap their minds around ways that you're gifted, and that see the things that maybe you don't see or maybe your best friends don't see. So I would encourage you to ask leaders, whether that's myself, I would love to have that conversation with you. Granted, I know some of you better than I know others, but I would still love to have that conversation with you. Ask your friends. As weird as this sounds, your parents know you better than anyone else. Yeah, no, you don't. Yes, they do, okay? Listen. Listen. I have a daughter your parents changed your diapers, okay? They know you better than anyone else knows you except for yourself because they're not in your brain. Okay? And you're like, no, they don't get it. They don't know me. They don't know what it's like to be me. 
I just want to hang out with my friends. Like, I know what you're saying. They still know you better than other people do. So ask your parents. Ask your siblings, the people that are like, if you have siblings that are a couple years older than you, ask your siblings. Because they will probably be able to say, here are some of the things that I see in you. Siblings, be kind. Okay? <laughs> Don't be like, you're gifted in being a brat. Um, <laughs> be kind. Okay? But there are people around you that can affirm it. The Lord has gifted you in something. And so here's my last question for you. It's this. The thing that bugs me the most about spiritual gifts tests when people go online and take them is they'll go online, they'll take the test, and they'll be like, oh, awesome. I am service and I'm hospitality. Great. And then they just, like, go live their life like they took some BuzzFeed quiz. The Spirit gifted you with a gift to be used. It's not the same as, like, which Disney character are you? That's not the same thing that we're talking about. The Spirit literally has gifted you with something to build up the body of Christ. That's an incredible thing. And the reality is, if you're not using your gift to build up the body of Christ, then I'm missing out and we're not growing because you're not using your gift. So I would encourage you, don't just like go and fill out like a 10-question questionnaire to figure out what your gifts are and then be like, oh, cool. I'll write that in my journal and I'll come back to that in a few years. Like use the things that God has gifted you with. So if someone tells you, you have the gift of service, then get serving. If someone tells you, you have the gift of teaching, then get teaching. Like, you're not given gifts to just, like, keep them wrapped on Christmas morning and, like, go hide them under your bed in your room. That's not why you're given a gift. It's to be used. And the Spirit has given you a gift to be used. So regardless of how you figure out the way that you are gifted, whether you're just, like, reading that list and you're like, oh, I kind of know. Or if there are people around you that are affirming those things fact that you have been given those gifts is for a purpose. So don't just like hide them and pretend like they're not important because they are important. You are incredibly important to the body of Christ. We can't just like have our leg not functioning. We can't just like have parts of the body that aren't working, that aren't doing the things that God has gifted them to do because then our body is not functioning the way that it's supposed to be functioning. How is a runner supposed to run if like one of the legs is refusing to do the things that it's supposed to do? You can't. So I would just encourage you to, like, lean into what God has gifted you with and, like, let's go. Let's, like, use those things. Um, I think too often we come into church with this me mentality, right? And I've said this before, but, like, what am I going to get out of this? Is this going to be good? Is this message going to speak to me? Is the worship going to be my favorite song? What am I going to get? Like that's that's not what being part of the body of the Christ, uh, being part of the body of Christ is all about. It's not just about coming into a space and getting something out of it and then leaving. Like we are the body of Christ. It's not just you coming in as an individual, get what you need, and then go leave. Like you come in and be part of we. So it's like a we mentality when you walk into the space, not like a me mentality. What am I going to get? And so, like, sitting in this room, it's like, well, if, if you have a we mentality, you're not going to, like, be distracting the people that are sitting next to you because you want them to grow. 
if you have like a we mentality, you're going to walk in and you're going to talk to people that you probably don't know or people that are new or people that you might not recognize because you want to build them up and you want to encourage them to be part of this body. Like there are so many different ways that if you have like a we mentality when you come into church as the body instead of like an individual member mentality, that we're going to grow. And so I would just encourage you, like lean into that, press into that, pray through the things that God has gifted you and, and try to discern those things. So Aaron's going to come up with the band. They're going to lead us in a couple songs. And then um, we're going to spend like the last few minutes uh, breaking up into groups with leaders like we do sometimes. And um, I just would encourage you to try to seek out the ways that you've been gifted. So we'll give you a little piece of paper that has some questions on it. You can answer those questions um, in your group, and then hopefully you'd be willing to, like, share those things, okay? Is that good? All right. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship. All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we thank you that your word is living. We thank you that your word is practical. We thank you that you can teach us things that are like actually actionable, that we can like go out and actually do in the next few minutes. Um, none of that changes how good you are. It doesn't matter if like we weren't moved emotionally by your spirit tonight. God, you work in a host of different ways, Lord. And so I pray that you would encourage us, that you would empower us, that you would allow us to live our lives for your glory, that you would allow us to understand the way that we've been gifted, that you would allow us to use the ways that we've been gifted and be affirmed in the ways that we've been gifted. So Lord, work in our lives. Allow us to be obedient to the things that you've called us to. And God, I just pray that there's people in here that aren't using their gifts. And Lord, I pray that you would convict us to the ways that we're rejecting that, the ways that we're hiding behind those things. And Lord, I pray that we would lean into what you have, the ways that you've gifted us so that we can help each other so that this can be a place with an active, functioning body of Christ. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name.